0: We live in a mostly negative world. We live in a world that doesn't want to talk about the bad and the ugly and expose that stuff. We live in a world that perpetuates disaster. Here it is, man. You want positivity, the real deal? Well, let me take you to the dark side. Welcome to the dark side of your authenticity, where I expose my bad and ugly so that you can learn something from my mistakes. Let's go. What's going on? It's your boy Fred Blumenberg on my episode, The Dark Side of Your Authenticity. On this Wednesday, and every single Wednesday, I am coming to you with an episode that is a counterpart to the Monday episodes, um, my Authentic Positive Mindset Warrior episodes, because those are the challenges of the week. So every Monday, I have an episode called. The Authentic Positive Mindset Warrior. And I challenge you with something that makes you think, you know, hey, I need to get better in this area. I challenge you. It's a good challenge. But in that challenge, I also give you some pointers about things that you need to do because those are things that I have perfected and or have done very well and have created success and happiness in my life. So the Wednesday episodes, The Dark Side of Your Authenticity, well, that's the counterpart to that because I'm gonna tell you why, (laughs) why I ended up challenging myself with those particular challenges, basically showing you where I fucked up, where I fucked up. So the Monday episodes uh, give you a challenge. And this Monday's challenge, let me look it up (laughs) in in my computer. This Monday's challenge was about being consistent and uh, self-disciplined. And I had a huge, 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 huge problem With being consistent and being disciplined. So I'm going to give you some insight on where I fucked up and what that looks like so that you know exactly, exactly what's going on in your life, where you can learn from my fuck-ups, and you can also feel normal. You're human. I'm going to give you some human elements of some things that have happened to me so that you understand ain't nothing wrong with you, man. There's just some bad habits you've picked up and there's some things that you're doing wrong that you can quickly and easily change if you are willing. Listen, I'm going to say it again. You can quickly and easily change a lot of shit if you're willing. And, and, and when you change these things, I want you to really have the mindset that you know you're going to fuck up again. It's not about being perfect. It's not about having this streak of perfection. It is about, yo, I'm a fuck up, so let me figure out how to fuck up less. That takes a lot le- That takes a lot of pressure off of you. Um, because, you know, when I worked in the special ed field, one of the things that I used to tell parents about their, you know, daughters or sons, I used to say, listen, they, they have this, you know, there's this problem that they might have. You know, students might be injuring themselves or something constantly out of anger, right? We'll just use that as an example. There would be a... There'd be a student that would be angry and they would constantly, you know, bite their hand out of anger. And that was their way of communicating anger. And so the parents would be concerned about this. And these would be teenage kids. I mean, you're talking about old dog, new tricks. These are kids that have perfected the craft of communication their own way. And so I would tell the parents, I'm like, look, man, we're not going to get rid of that behavior. It's not about getting rid of them biting their hand. It's about them biting their hand less And understanding how to communicate properly. So they would have communication devices and we would assist them in helping them understand this is how you communicate your anger. So that did, you know, we weren't looking for that student to just stop biting their hand and all of a sudden voila, you know, presto. Here's a magic wand and they don't bite their hand anymore. It was just, hey, let's lessen that action. Let's lessen that action of biting their hand and increase this action of proper communication. And so that took a lot of pressure off of all of us because we weren't here to, you know, <laughs> be Jesus and turn water to wine. We were here to just really minimize the destructive behavior. And that's what I always do when I coach people. I'm not whatever actions and bad habits you've created. I'm not here to just say, hey, eradicate them. Here's a magic wand. I'm here to say, yo, let's lessen that behavior because at some point that, be, hey, uh, that behavior will resurface. It's going to come back. And it's, it's just a matter of do you identify what you need to do to overcome that. And every day is a battle. Every day. I don't care how good you get. It doesn't matter how positive I am. Every day is a battle to be positive. So I don't want you to look at me and say, oh man, Fred's got it all together. He knows exactly what to do every single day. No, man. In fact... Um, me and Michelle have started a new podcast. It's a family podcast. We're going to have the kids on too. It's called Bloomy Tribe Unhinged. Bloomy Tribe Unhinged. You're going to see some episodes come out uh, uh, probably this week. I want to say this week. And it's going to have all of us on there. Everybody's going to get a chance to talk. It's not going to be like five, six people talking at once. It's just going to be there are going to be some episodes with me and me and mama. <laughs> episodes are just the kids only, episodes with kids and the parents, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The point I bring of that is that in that episode I'm going to talk about how Easter Sunday was incredibly challenging for me. It really was. I woke up late, I was angry, frustrated, I was tired, you know, I I did not feel like doing the day's activities. I did not feeling feel like being bothered with family. I just was out of it, dude. And it was one of those days, it took a lot, it took a lot for me to get it going. You know, one of those days where I'm like, yo, not today, Satan. You ain't go." And I was being tested on everything. And the one thing that really got to me was Daisy was... Everybody looks good. This was like the first time everybody actually looked good. I'm talking about like we got ready as a family. We all had our outfits on nice. We were ready early. I was like, "Holy shit, like we're all actually ready and everybody looks good." And I'm like, "I want a family photo. Like I want to get a family photo." And usually when I want to get a family photo or a video, I'm kind of bugging people to be like, "Hey, I want to post this. I want to, you know, it's content. I want to be able to put this out there." And I'm going to put that story on pause. When I talk about posting content, this it's not like i'm literally bugging the shit out of people i'm just trying to capture moments it's like i'm a i'm a videographer i'm really just trying to capture moments and i have a split second to capture them and once i got it i'm good so it's not like i'm running around with like a chicken with my head cut off with my phone in my hand with my phone in my everybody's face it's just like yo let me capture this moment because if i don't get this moment we have fucking kids Something is going to happen where I'm just going to lose it. And there's many, many, many moments I've lost where I'm like, damn, I didn't get my phone out quick enough. (laughs) So with this moment, back to the story with Daisy, everybody was looking good. We went to church, great church service. After the service, you know, our church likes to give out uh, cupcakes and candy and (laughs) coffee hour, which is an awesome thing. But the, uh, the kids went to go get the food. And they they were good. It was just Daisy. Daisy, of course, had chocolate all over her face, dress, whatever. I'm like, damn, man. Of course, the one day, and then we went outside. It was kind of sprinkling, raining. It was like starting to get going. I'm like, shit. Okay, we have this one moment again. We have this one moment for me to capture really quickly while everybody's looking good. So as we get outside, uh, you know, I tell my mother-in-law, hey, you know, turn on your phone so we can get this really quick because we really we got minutes here. Because I'm going to take this cupcake out of Daisy's hand. And I got her though. I got her. I know I got it. She won't cry. She'll be alright. So as I'm wiping her hand off. I wiped her hand. And all of a sudden she started crying. Like I was the devil. And I had fire. And I was touching her with fire. And I'm like what's wrong with this girl man? I just wiped her hand in her face. Like So I picked her up. And I walked over to our family. Which is only about 5 feet away. And we get in our pose. And you'll see it. You can go to my uh, any social media. Go to any social media. But go to uh, Instagram. And you'll see the picture. Go find me at the real Fred Lee. And if you're listening to this right now on your phone and you're just sitting down, go to Instagram, type in at the real Fred Lee. And you will see a picture of all of us smiling in <laughs> gray skies behind us. And the only one that's like looking like she's gonna, you know, she's just crying is Daisy. And so we took one pic that was one shot. Usually we take like three or four. That was one picture. And then, you know, my, my mother-in-law, she was like, let me get another one. I was like, you know what? No, mm-mm, this is not going to work. Because she was literally bawling, right? There was nothing good that we were going to get out of that. What's the point of that story? Well, that was hard, man. That was, that, that was compounded later in the day. Plus, I was tired. Plus, you know, it, it just, the day just got worse, you know, and now some of you are probably listening to this like, ah, oh, that's not that bad. You got to understand when you got four kids and you're trying to coordinate shit on Easter Sunday, along with everybody wanting to go to grandma's house for ham and all that other shit and do an Easter egg hunt. And it's very challenging for parents because as parents, we're constantly just running around trying to make sure everybody else is OK and we're not OK. You know, nobody ever stops and says, hey, are you OK? No, we have to make sure everybody else is OK. We're like last in line to feel good. It's almost like we put our feelings on hold for fucking everybody else. Just so that the families are good, the kids are good. Even when me and Michelle got home, I'm like, I just want to sit here. I don't want to talk to anybody. I want to sit here and not talk. I want to sit the fuck still. So I tell you that because even though I'm a positive, upbeat guy, I have my bad days. And they're challenging. Now what's funny about that is the very next day, Michelle had an incredibly challenging day herself. A lot of shit went down. She... She took the kids out for a dentist appointment. It took forever for her to see someone. It took like an hour in the waiting room. And then she was trying to do dentist appointments on the phone. That took another hour because she was on hold and they were looking for appointments, et cetera, et cetera. And so she had a day on Monday. So I tell you this because I want you to understand when I talk about being authentic, I am willing to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. And the Bloomy Tribe Unhinged podcast will go more into my family's side and it will have Michelle and the kids on it so that you guys can hear that perspective because this this podcast right here, Be Authentic Zone, is about me, my perspective as a dad, as a husband, as an entrepreneur, what I go through to be happy. So the Bloomy Tribe Unhinged podcast is gonna give you the family version of all of us and what it takes for us to live a happy life. And, uh, you know, a family life, a whole family life, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I want you guys to really, you know, pay attention to that. Go check that out. And I want you to subscribe to it. I really appreciate all of you. So I went on a diatribe there. But the the point of this podcast episode for today is really the antithesis of what Monday's challenge was. And I'm going to tell you about how I lived the life of being very inconsistent and how I was just inefficient. And my problem really was the fact that I just overindulged in a lot of just dumb shit, man. It was really just me doing a lot of dumb shit. And, it, and, it, and I ended up just loser shit. Loser shit. Yes, I say it like that. Because I was a loser. And the funny part was is that I would complain about losing, but I never wanted to change. I was so stuck, man. So the time of my change was 2015. The exact date was October 7 of 2015. That's when I lost my job in school, uh, Schaumburg School District 54. I had resigned. And when I lost my job, I remember sitting in the parking lot and you can read about my story. Go to therealfredlead.com. Uh, And uh, go to my about section and you can read about it. I I sat in the car and I really just sat there saying I'm losing. I am losing. I can't do this anymore. And at that point, I had asked myself some basic yes, no questions, because at that point I was I was tired. I wasn't tired. And I talk about that in episodes previous to this, but when you're tired, you're willing to deal with more bullshit. You're just not willing to deal with a con- like the consequences and the end result right now. So if you're in a marriage right now and things aren't working out and you know you're at the end, you know things won't change, you're you just you're tired because you you're willing to deal with it a few more days, months, years before you really say, you know what, I can't do this anymore. And you know you're willing to put up with more stuff and you're willing to make excuses for it but when you tied tie the r is not it's, it's silent it's gone because you're reluctant to deal with it anymore it, you know you're ready to leave uh, it, it's, it's just you aren't going to deal with that bullshit anymore you are going you are not going to forsake your sanity for stupidity anymore you are just not so you make moves like yo i'm gonna i i will i would rather suffer by myself So I really got real with myself and I really had to sit down and say, what do I want to do and get clear? So before I even get to any of that, let me tell you about some of the stuff I did. My problem was I knew my problem. Listen to what I'm saying, man. I knew my problem. I used to always tell myself, if I can get good at consistency and time management, I'd be fucking awesome. No lie. I would tell myself if I could get good with consistency and time management, I would be good. And the funny part about that is I knew that, but I didn't make active efforts. What do I mean by active efforts? When I say active, I mean like consistently every single day putting in the work and be, and making an effort to make sure that works. I had active efforts for a lot of other shit. Like drinking. Look, I had effort to get to the weekend. I had effort to go out and party. I had effort to go to the gym. You know, it was certain things that would give me instant gratification. That was also another problem. I just wanted that instant gratification. I wanted to hit a dopamine. I I knew I could go to the gym and feel good and and see my muscles and flex in the mirror. I knew I could do that. The funny part is, is working out. Actually, you have to delay your gratification because it takes time to see results. But it didn't matter because it was what I wanted to do. So let me break this down for you. I'm going to give you 10 things that... That kept me being inconsistent and kept me being inefficient. Number one, I had no focus, man. I had no focus. I just wanted to get paid. I, in fact, I wanted to get paid and I didn't want to think on my job. <laughs> this is all like straight truths, dude. I, I wanted to get paid and I didn't want to think. I wanted to be a drone. I wanted to be a robot. I wanted things to be on autopilot. I did not want to have to think out shit. So think about this. I'm basically saying I want to go to the job and be a robot, but I could easily be replaced by a robot. So why the fuck would I complain about not getting paid enough? Just stupid thought process. But at the time, this is what I thought. Number two, I had no goals. None. I knew what I wanted in my head, but I wasn't clear. I knew I wanted a good job. I knew I wanted to pay my bills and have enough left over. I never got clear on what I wanted to do and how I was going to get that. I didn't because that required more thinking. And more thinking required effort. And again, go back to what I said. I just wanted to get paid and not think. So I was in my own way. Number three, I had no ambition. My only ambition was to live for the weekend i I had no drive there was nothing to drive for. I had a drive to look good, <laughs> so I cut my own hair so I, you know I'm always cutting my hair making sure it looks nice and uh you know buying nice clothes shit I can't afford and then going to the gym, so that was my ambition to look good, look good, feel good right that's that was my ambition and get to the weekend and party that was like the cap to everything that this is this is, and this is pre twenty fifteen so Go over it again. No focus, no goals, no ambition. Number four, too much playing. What do I mean by that? I only focused on having a good time. I already told you all I wanted to do was drink. When I say drink, I really only went out like twice a month, every other Friday. And that every other Friday was on, guess what? Payday. I had a poor work ethic. I didn't want to overexert myself. But I would indulge in pleasures. Drinking, working out, having fun, chilling dumb shit, man. Number five, I worked a job just because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. There's a lot of people that do this. So they work a job and then they realize they get paid a lot of money and then they just get more schooling in that job that pays a lot of money, but they don't want to do that shit. If you're doing that right now and you're listening to me right now, this shit hits you really fucking hard because I was 37, dude. And I was like, I can't do this. I, I don't mind working in the school system. I don't want to do this shit till I'm 65 driving an hour here an hour there just working a job because it pays me like I feel fulfilled and I get weekends off and Christmas and all that other shit but ultimately this is not what the fuck I want to do with my life man so I worked a job just because I thought that's what I was supposed to do number six I was too busy living up to other people's expectations so in my mind I would you know my mom um she might want me to do something I would think ah you know what that's a great idea and then I would listen to other people's opinions you would be great at this. You would be great at that. You would be great at doing... You know, I, I remember when I was working in the school district, I had... um. You know, I'm in a mostly female environment. So I have a lot of the teachers say, you would be great teacher. They need males and you're African-American. So you're a minority. You would instantly get a job. And so they were basically selling me on the reason why I would be good. And in my mind, I'd be like, you know what? That's a pretty good idea. I might do that. But after a while, I was like, dude, I don't want to do all that fucking paperwork, get paid minimum salary. And I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. So that's what I had to really start thinking about. Number seven, I wanted to be rich, but not go after, I didn't want to go after it. I didn't want to declare it. So I had a play the lottery mentality. <laughs> this is I'm not joking. I would play the lottery if it was above $100 million. If it was above $100 million, I'd buy like $10 worth of lottery tickets. Because that's the only way that I thought I could ever make millions of dollars. Now, I don't want to lead you in the wrong direction. It's not like I'm making millions at the moment. Not yet. I'm in the process of, keyword, in the process of, I want you to use that from now on, I'm in the process of doing, fill in the blank, because a lot of of times when you're going towards something, the road is going to look very bleak. It's going to look like, why the fuck am I doing this? And if you don't continue to tell your mind that, hey, you're there before you get there, you ain't going to get there. So I want you to listen to today's quote of the day um it is episode 1717 17. i want you to listen to that you know if you're listening to this episode and i want you to understand what i talk about about being a champion and what kind of mindset that you have to have long before you become a champion um i'm not going to go into that here number 8 i pitied myself yep i pitied myself you know i would try to act like i was a hard ass out in public you know but then if somebody challenged me on something i'd get defensive I would automatically defend my spot on why I was doing something. Why? It's just dumb. Number nine, I only focused on material things. This was detrimental. Because Gary Vee has a thing. If you buy a lot of shit, you're going to end up with a lot of shit that you don't want. You're going to end up selling it. And that's what I did. I was a consumer. All I did was just buy shit. And I didn't even need to shit. Number ten, I lacked real world knowledge. This is essential. I lacked real-world knowledge. I had book knowledge. I had book smarts. Yeah, but book smarts don't do you any good in the real world. I mean, yeah, part of them do. But unless you're applying it... When I say book smart, I'm really talking about school shit. School shit don't do you any good in real life. Because they're both opposite. School gives you the lesson up front, then you get tested. School prepares you to remember shit, and then you're supposed to remember it when the test comes. Life don't do that, man. Life is the opposite. Life tests you up front. Your job is to learn the lesson and then apply what you learn the next time you see that fucking test again. There is no pass-fail. There is learn, 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 succeed. (laughs) In school, there's pass-fail because it's just based on memory. So I want you to really think about that. What kind of real-world knowledge do you have? And it doesn't matter how much you have or how much you lack. It just matters, are you willing to make progress, man? It's not you versus anybody else. It's you against fucking you. You against you. There's, there is there is nobody else. When you get clear on what you want, you know exactly how far you've come. I'll give you a bonus. Number 11, the bonus, and I told you this before, I knew I was losing. I knew I was losing in life. And I would... I remember I would say stuff like, I live in the United States, and I would say, 75% of the Americans are living check to check. The, you know, I... I'm not the only one, and I would group myself in the 75%. And even though I was in the 75, uh, 75%, I wouldn't say to myself, okay, that's a problem. I would say, that's a problem. We should get help, and da 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 Instead, I should have been saying, man, that's, that's a problem. I should not be there. What are the other 25% doing so I could do what the fuck they're doing and get where they're at? I had a loser mindset, loser mentality. So I tell you this because I changed all of those things. I changed all, the, I got focused, I wrote down goals, I had a drive once I had fo- fucking focus and goals, and then I started, I stopped playing so damn much, I stopped just doing things that just have a good time, and looking to just feel good all the time, and I increased my work ethic, and I, I became someone that was more indulged with the process, with, um, you know, the success that I was achieving based on my work, and then when it was time to have fun, yeah, I had fun. I 10x the fund just like I used to, but now I felt better because I was getting somewhere. I stopped looking for jobs and became the entrepreneur because I always wanted to become an entrepreneur. Always, man. Always, always, always. I used to always say I'm not a nine to five guy and I would always run away from that. Now, sidebar. When I became an entrepreneur, I, I, it was a mindset shift. I said, I'm not, I'm not going to be in worker bee mode. I'm not looking for another job. I will get a job because that's practical and I need income. But I will become an entrepreneur based on, I will find something that I can create that will create income and ultimately something that will create some passive income so that I can multiply that income and employ other people. Like that is what I did in my mind. And... Before I could get through all those steps, I knew that practicality would have to take over. I'd have to get a job. That didn't mean I wasn't an entrepreneur. It just meant, again, I'm in the process of creating this. I started living to my own expectations. I declared that I wanted to be rich. And how much that that was? Well over $500 million. And I don't care what anybody said. That was me. I declared that. That's the number. I stopped pitying myself and started getting real with myself, challenging myself. There was no being defensive. It was, okay, what are you producing? <laughs> it happens to me because of me. I stopped focusing on material things and started focusing on my knowledge, real world knowledge, which leads me into the next one. There is no lack of real world knowledge. I'm, I just go as if I don't know it, that's fine. I'd rather go figure it out than act like I know everything. Because when you know everything, it's, it's like a closed parachute. Jumping out of a plane, you hit the ground real fucking hard. If you have an open mind, you have an open parachute. You land gracefully. Close mind, close parachute. You die. So I want you to really think about that. And then now I feel like I'm winning in life. That doesn't mean that shit's not hard. Choose your hard. I'd rather choose this hard because I'm in more control. I'm forcing change. When you force change, you have control over what you want to do. You have control over the choices that you you know get to make. If you don't force change, that shit is forced upon you. So last year, really quick before I end this episode, last year COVID was the change that was forced on a lot of people. People got furloughed, they lost jobs, they had to accept choices they did not want because change was forced upon them, man. Now, if they forced the change, in other words, they looked for the job, they were constantly progressing and moving forward, they have more opportunity because even if they did get furloughed from a job, they're forcing the change. They're moving the needle on their own. They don't need to be you know, pushed like a stubborn donkey. They are just moving like a horse, <laughs> like a stallion. They just gallop. They're just moving somewhere. So I want you to really think about that in your life right now, and I want you to take this episode and... If you're having a hard time in your life right now, I want you to save this episode. Share it with someone else that needs to hear it. And I want you to re-listen to this when you think, man, I can't get out of my own way. What happened to Fred? What went on in his life? This is truth, man. This is authenticity. I'm going to tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly. The dark side of your authenticity is about giving you the ugly, the bad and the ugly of my life so that you understand there are real people out there that have gone through bullshit just like you. I am willing to expose my vulnerabilities so that I can relate to other people. It's not about me. It's about the opportunity to connect with other authentic people so that we can all say, hey, you know what we fucked up? we changed and we're still moving forward guys it's your boy fred blumenberg i'm on my show the episode the dark side of your authenticity every single wednesday guys i love you be blessed i will see you on the other side subscribe and share